self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists coming at you isolated quarantine covid style we've been doing this for a while i don't know how it affects the audio <laughs> I, I ain't really listened to the show since we've been doing it like this. <laughs> ain't that sad? Uh, you literally don't listen to the show once we do it. We really don't. Um, but I'm currently in Atlanta, and she is in where she lives. And yes. um, so if the internet starts to get choppy or cut off, it's because the internet here is like 25% of what mine is. Almost trash. Um, but... Um, we're back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener later portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. And I think we actually have a letter this week. We do. We do. We got one from Mrs. Jones. Me and Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. Um, we don't, we don't, but she sent us a, uh, she sent us a, a letter. Uh, Red slash Mr. On Point, let me start off by saying that y'all's podcast is super entertaining and keeps me laughing all the time when commuting back and forth to work. Now to the bread and butter of this letter. Y'all, first don't ever stop reading these damn Reddit posts because my God, <laughs> Folks out here really got some serious ass issues. Second, I was going to ask y'all for the plug on how to find these Reddit posts, but I don't think they'll be as entertaining if I read them myself. Third, let's talk about this real life Joe Will from you on Netflix, aka Dave. This Reddit post, although long, was mind blowing as fuck. So much so I had to listen twice to make sure I heard correctly. LOL. This dude really had the audacity to pay. Pay Alex a thousand damn things. Cole Jackson's voice, to go out on a date, get his now wife all worked out, really feeling Alex, only for this clown to say, sorry, I'm not into sluts. Man, the wrong bitch would have fucked him up on sight. That was a gut punch to the ego. I'm surprised she ain't wind up in therapy. The effort and time dedicated, social media stalking fake pro pro profiles, befriending her coworker, hanging out at the same bar, burner phones, etc., phones, etc., to stalk this poor woman and then had the nerve to tell her that I was a dumb girl who was chasing guys out of my league and that I needed a reality check to see the best guy was right in front of my face. Bitch! <laughs> she just put the CH on it. Just B-I and a bunch of H's. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> like I uh, said, like a big crit. Bitch! He lucky she ain't fuck him up in real life. She's much too nice. There are so many layers to the story, but it'll be way too much to type. Fourth, I live for Red's responses to these Reddit posts. Nine times out of ten, she said exactly what I would say and do. Y'all two really balance each other out. Keep out, keep up the good work. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> appreciate that, Miss Jones. Um, That's hilarious. Oh yeah, he was batshit crazy. Like that is the craziest one so far. Yeah. Um. The 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 time, like the time. This is months and months and months of prep work. Like that's so fucking psychotic. I just, I, it still blows my mind. I, I don't, 
I would have. We can't. How you move on past that? <laughs> counseling. Can't be together after that. Right. She said he should have went to counseling anyway. She should have went to damn therapy. She should have. After that shit, like <laughs> Jesus. Damn, it's fucked, it, it's fucked up. And this, like, you see stuff like the show you 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 know, and it's like it's crazy, but it you know it's fictional, so it's like oh okay, but t- this shit. To see it, how it would look in real life terms, nigga, what? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I think Hell this no. just, you know, I just think this verifies that, you know, watching people like Joe on you just indicates that, I mean, it's people out here doing shit like this. That's like, it's people weird. out here who got that kind of brain to yeah. where you can be so deeply manipulative that you can create people that you know, will come to your aid and be there for you, even though you're should be terrifying to them. You know, that but is, uh, and then to to mentor his brother <laughs> so he could do the same shit. And the fact that the brother was like, "Cool, got it, thanks, bro." Like you, <laughs> he. I guess he just really wanted the girl too because I feel like if I had a family member. Who came to me and told me they did all of this shit trying to get me to do it? I would be concerned. Like I'm finna have you committed? Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> but the brother was like, "Oh, okay, no, yeah, I could do that." <laughs> mm-hmm. Nigga, hell no. And I'm gonna just say it. And it's you know whatever what it what it is what it is. These got to be white folks. If I found out that this, these were black people, I would be very shocked and amazed. That's ridiculous. They got to be white. They got to be white. That level of deceit and and malice, <laughs> I just feel like shit. My God. You know what I was thinking is the most fucked up part about this. If she do get the courage up to leave him and just get the fuck on with the kid, then he gonna do this shit to another woman. He is. Because this shit worked. This shit worked flawlessly. On his part, for her, it's fucked up her self-esteem. But but I would hope that the next woman would kill him after she found out. If the next woman was me? That yeah. <laughs> well, well, you already wouldn't date a white man, so true. But I hope the next woman, once she find out, I hope she be like, okay, and then she put a plan into action to actually kill him, not be found out, and then get insurance money from murder. Yes, that would so, be the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I'm glad that people enjoy the Reddit post because I enjoy reading them and what i've been trying to do like i i find them right before the show so they fresh like oh <laughs> um, so our reactions are like immediate to the thing because yeah. we're just trying to you know <laughs> and that's on purpose you know we yeah. we try not to collaborate that much on what we're talking about because you know it's been a couple of episodes where a lot of stuff was kind of rehearsed ish because we either talked about it so much in the show or I fucked up and deleted the show and we had to do it over. <laughs> I've done that a couple of times. Um, but yeah, like, those be our authentic reactions to... And I think that's funnier if it was... If we read it beforehand and had time to, like... like 
I don't want to have time to process it. I want to process. I want y'all to hear the process of me processing it, because <laughs> that's what y'all hear. When I'm like, my voice get loud and shit. That's me processing. <laughs> mm-hmm. She be processing like a motherfucker too. Y- y'all should see the shit. <laughs> shit be wild, man. Hell no. But that being said, I got some Reddit letters. Your Reddit choices. <laughs> Be about to give me a coronary. <laughs> Look, man, I got I got two weird ones, man. Uh, One of them is mental health. It ain't really weird. It's just fucked up. Uh, but let's let's go for it. Um, my brother, twenty six year old male, purposely triggered my husband, thirty six year old male, PTSD, leading to a horrible incident. My um my she's a thirty one year old female. Family is threatening to cut me off if I don't leave my husband. That's so wait. Wait a minute. Like, I want to make sure I have this right. Her brother triggered her husband's PTSD and the family want her to leave the husband? Yes. Okay. This already some bullshit, but go on. It's definitely some bullshit. <laughs> this is incredibly fresh, and I'm not sure how well I'm going to be able to tell the story. Without getting into too many details, my amazing husband, we'll call him John, his former military and was involved in an incident which left him with severe PTSD. He's been in therapy for a while and is doing better, but he still struggles. However, he's never made me feel unsafe. My whole family is aware of John's issues and as a result, don't really like him. They feel like I'm wasting my time helping him through this instead of finding someone flawless and without issue, I guess, including my younger brother, who we'll call Rick. Rick is the baby of the family and an asshole. My family has sheltered and made me excuses for him and made excuses for him as long as I can remember. Rick and John previously got along, but after an incident where Rick stayed on our couch and left the doors unlocked, John needs them locked to feel secure, and got into a, and got a gentle scolding, he's made it his mission to treat John's PTSD as something to be messed with for his own amusement. Ex- uh, examples jumping out and yelling when he sees him. As a result, John makes a point to avoid Rick, which my family seems to think is unreasonable. My family had a gathering this past week. Our body of government has increased the number of people who can gather outdoors. We didn't violate a quarantine order to celebrate the life of my aunt. As this meant a lot to me, I asked my husband to attend, even though Rick would be present. Normally when we're out in public, I stay close to John so I can tell if he's having a hard time and direct him to a quiet place. We arrived and everything was going well. It wasn't gloomy. It was a celebration. So plenty of kids were running around in the yard and they were socializing. John let his guard down and went off to talk to some of the guys in the extended family who were playing with the kids while I talked to my parents. They, along with my uncle, made a point to ask if John could play nicely with Rick as he was on the way, which I mostly ignored. About a half an hour later, Rick shows up and the problems start. Rick is talking to a teenage cousin of mine and dropping several extremely crude swear words. John, who was playing with the kids, tells him that there are children nearby and to have some respect for the occasion. This turns into an argument with Rick mocking my husband and my husband basically telling him to grow up. Rick stormed off, got in his car, and left. About 20 minutes later, Rick shows back up and hangs out across the yard, so we think it's over. Out of nowhere, Rick sneaks up behind John and pushes a cap gun. I later found out he had just gone to the store to purchase into uh, into his back and clicks it, firing off a loud pop. This led to my husband shoving me hard behind the table out of what he thought was danger and me hitting my head. I remember standing up to see several of my family members pulling my husband, who was in hysterics, off of Rick. I remember seeing my husband wrestle the cap gun from Rick and hit him several times. I remember physically cradling on my husband and walking him out to the car. Um, uh, hold on. I lost my place because they switched it up. 
Um, out to the cars, he was inconsolable. Cops weren't called as Rick has a criminal history. I ended up needing stitches in my head. My husband has been an absolute wreck, blaming himself for my injury and causing an issue with my family. My entire family is threatening to cut me off unless I divorce my husband, telling me that he's violent and dangerous, and that by staying with someone who would attack my brother over a little ribbing, I don't value my family. Most of them can get fucked, but I love my parents, and they're agreeing with everyone. They specifically told me that John created a spectacle and they can't condone me living with him anymore. Rick has left me voicemails apologizing to me, but saying he was just trying to show me what John is really like. They use my head injury as proof that he's abusive. I feel like they're all trying to gaslight me into seeing Rick as the victim, but at the same time, I'm terrified of losing my family. They've also tried showing up at the house to rescue me, and I've had to tell them to leave. They're also spreading gossip about him to anyone who will listen, and I don't know what I should be saying publicly in his defense to help him without completely torpedoing my family relationships. I also don't know how many how to make my husband feel like I don't blame him, that he's not a bad person or partner. I have no intention of leaving my, leaving my husband, and I refuse to make him apologize to Rick, but I don't want to lose my mom and dad. How do I make them see that Rick started this issue and that my husband might have, ch have challenges but isn't a bad person? I need to find a way to make them want me in their life while also respecting my marriage and placing blame where it should be. I love to hear from people who have been torn between family and their partner or who have had families who hated their partner and found a way to make it work out for everybody. I love any advice on how to fix this. Too long, didn't read. Asshole brother got into an argument with my husband and purposely triggered his PTSD, resulting in a fight. Family took my brother's side and they're forcing me to choose between them and my husband. Your family is a group of bitches. You need to let let, let them leave you. You're going to be better off. What, first of all, first the fuck of all, Rick, Rick is a dick. Rick is a law. Uh, no, Rick is a micro penis. He's a small dick. Cause that's worse. <laughs> Bruh. You trigger. <laughs> he purposely triggers this man PTSD. Everybody is on him like he did something wrong. Let me tell you something. If I'm out somewhere and somebody come up and put a pop gun, a uh, cap gun into my back and pull that shit, I don't have PTSD and I'm gonna whoop their ass. So I can't imagine somebody that has PTSD and a little ribbon. Your family is some fucking bitches. You ain't going to be, the, the, the answer to your question is that there's nothing you're going to be able to do because your family is fucking crazy as shit. This shouldn't even be a thing. Rick, they couldn't even call the police when they don't even like your husband because Rick got fucking warrants and shit. Rick is a loser. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Ma'am, you're never this. They showing up to the house trying to rescue you. They talking shit about your husband and out in the street. You're not, there's nothing. This is not a situation of my family don't like my boyfriend because of his job or my husband because of what he does. It ain't no shit that's easily like <laughs> remedied. Okay. Your family are some insensitive gaslighting bitches. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. They they is fucked up, man. I wonder how how do you raise somebody that's that much of an asshole? Like what happened? What happened to make them be so like did they drop him on his head when he was little and now they feel so bad that they just don't give him any fault or, or take accountability or responsibility for shit? Like how do you raise somebody that is that level of dick? By that will never take allowing them to I take mean, responsibility. This, just what you just said. The the fact that they ne he probably they probably been making excuses for his bitch ass his whole life, and that's why he's completely comfortable. 
Hell no. It's fucked up. And I mean, it's already clear that, you know, her family ain't fond of mental health issues because they've already decided that he fucked up because he got PTSD. Not because he's done any behaviors, but because he got PTSD. You know, and it's clear that her family is very insensitive to people who have PTSD. So it's clearly that they don't really fuck with mental health. And, and so the fact that he's a dickhead by not being held accountable and he's using the, the mental health issue as a um, as a, a tool to get back at him is just fucked up, man. Rick probably needed that ass whooping. And uh, he needed to have a police call on, to be honest. He but really did. Honest, I, but I don't, you know, I don't think that there's anything that she can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think she will really lose her parents. You know, I think they'll come around eventually. But the reality is if they are that indoctrinated by Rick's bullshit, and if they are that accommodating to his, his you know, choices in life, you've been in second place for a long time anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't think it's very much that she's going to be able to do to get her folks on her side. But I think her parents will come around eventually. And it's um, just a matter of time before Rick do something that's too fucked up to recover from. This nigga left the party with the sole intent to go and buy something to purposely trigger this man who did nothing to him other than had some decorum about yourself. It's children around, don't curse. That made you so angry that you go and buy a cap gun? And for them talking about her husband, to see this is what we talking about, he dangerous. He tried to push her out of the way to save her life because he thought it was a real fucking gun. What what are you people seeing? What are y'all talking about? He's dangerous. Rick is dangerous. Rick is one of them people who don't know what limits are. And so because of that, he gonna always he a habitual line stepper. And one of these times he gonna step across the line that's gonna get himself or somebody else in this codependent ass family hurt. It's fucked up. Oh my god, <laughs> bro! Y'all, y'all gotta understand, man. I mean, families got secrets, and everybody listening, I'm pretty sure y'all done been through some shit in y'all family. But y'all gotta understand, like reading these Reddit posts really put some fucking perspective into your life. Like, not even, just, but as a counselor, counseling put perspective into my life. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like directly, you know. But this Reddit post shit, it, it don't even get to the level counseling don't even get to the level of this shit that often <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean if that you know the big situation we talked about last week if that lady came into my office office i'd be like god damn ma'am <laughs> that shit <laughs> you know this situation i'd be definitely sure to have her get rick into counseling because if i mean you can't manage your ptsd by having your wife just shuffle you to, into a quiet space. Oh, and, John. You said Rick. You have her get John into some I'm counseling. sorry. Got to get John into some counseling. Ain't no counselor because, for Rick. Yeah. You can't just. No, Rick need to get his ass beat and put in the hospital. <laughs> and maybe that will keep him from making them decisions. <laughs> like, he the kind of person that's going to have to learn from his mistakes mm-hmm. in a fucked up way. But, John, you can't just. Expect you'll make the usher you to a quiet place and keep you away from her siblings and your PTSD stay intact. You know, I don't know if he's in counseling or not, but 
I mean, PTSD can be something that can be much, much more easily managed with, you know, ongoing consistent therapy. Well, so, yeah, but it, it can. But it's like, even if he's in therapy, every encounter with her brother that's triggering him, like usually when people have PTSD, the people around them are supportive. And so, you know, everybody's trying to do what they can and not trigger it. He has somebody that purposefully triggers his shit because he's an asshole. So, like, even with the counseling, like, they just need to not be associated with Rick at all. Because he's going to be counterproductive to any um, any advancements that he would make in dealing with his PTSD. If every time I see this nigga, he doing shit like popping cap guns. Oh, I'm glad he whooped his ass. That's the, the best part. The best part of that story was that Rick got his ass whooped. Best part of the story. Should have stomped him out. Should have. Um, I just wish he could have got a good bit more in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know he was at, but and this it was there's the aunt funeral <laughs> celebration. That's so fucked up. That sounds like a funeral in my family. Yeah. <laughs> too much. <laughs> but, you know. And, you know, like I said, I ain't trying to put the responsibility of this these situations on John. Um, Rick just should have got his ass beat long before this moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but that's that's the first Reddit, Reddit situation. Uh, my heart, I'm going to have to take some blood pressure medicine. Because listen, it was took everything in me not to interrupt you when you was reading it. Because every few sentences, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Internally. <laughs> okay. This post had an update, but it they deleted the update. And this one is long too, but you know, there's a couple of long posts. Um, and then we'll move on to viral posts. My 24 male, he's a 24-year-old male, girlfriend, 26-year-old female, fully believes that she is a cat in a human's body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know people are going to think I'm either trolling or baiting, but please read before you comment. This post has nothing to do with gender or trans issues, and I'm in no way intending to be offensive or anything. So, girlfriend and I have been together for nearly eight months, and she's always been a very quirky and nerdy person. Does cosplays, very in anime and role-playing, etc. Nothing too weird. We've been kind of distant lately with everything going on, and me as an essential worker, so we haven't been seeing each other, uh, only to talk for half an hour a day. Well, last Tuesday, we got to hang out at her place, and she wore cat ears and a belt with a tail the entire time. At first, I thought it was either going to be a sex surprise or her testing a new cosplay, but nope, she sat me down asked me if I really do love her, and then hit me with a very long monologue that essentially summed up to, I'm a cat in a human body. Wish I was joking. (laughs) I thought I misunderstood and then believed that maybe it was a weird joke, but she kept being serious about it and doubling down. I left shortly after because I had a shift at work, and I still believed it was an oddly drawn-out joke, nothing more. She ended up texting me with resources to help me understand, which is when I realized that she really is serious. Apparently, she believes she's an other kin a person who holds a belief that they are not human. She says that she was introduced to this by one of her friends months ago and has since joined discourse and communities of others like her. Her friend believes that he is a demon trapped in a human body. 
and she sent me a testimonial that was supposed to be touching, but basically just about a dude thinking he is Naruto. I'm not joking. <laughs> she explained her other kin type as being a cat, and now she 100% thinks she's a cat. How did she know she was a cat, you ask? According to her, sleeping a lot, liking the sun, hating water, feeling more comfortable crawling on all fours, and claiming to understand what cats are saying and being able to talk to them through meowing. She has also <laughs> apparently been distant with nearly everybody we know in real life, as I got multiple messages asking me to let her know to be in touch with them. My head has been spiraling this past week. I keep thinking it's a joke, but nope, she is deathly serious about this and has handed in her two weeks resignation at her job because cats don't work. Again, <laughs> I wish I was joking. I to make a Patreon and make other game content that they will contribute to. Which she brought up when I asked her about quitting her job. You went to out make things work. You went out after you said she quit her job. Sorry to hear what you said after that. Um, I wish I was joking, but again, I wish I was joking. That's the last thing I heard. Um. Oh, again, I wish I was joking. I've been limiting my interactions with her ever since because this is hurting my head a whole lot and I just can't cope. She has also surrounded herself with a large amount of yes men and women who support her 100% and are enabling this. Some even encouraging her to make a Patreon and make other key content that they would contribute to, which she brought up when I asked her about quitting her job. To make things worse, I can't discuss this with anyone in real life because I know how crazy it sounds and I know that leaving her is a valid option, but I'm in love with this woman and now I don't recognize her and I know that there is something very, very wrong and I can't reach out to her and she refuses to hear anything from me unless it's unconditional support. What the fuck do I do? Okay, <laughs> now he's edited this a bunch of times and you know, on Reddit when they edit it's based off of what they hear people commenting so I don't know what he's saying, but let's go through the edits. Edit, just got off work and was very surprised with the amount of comments. I honestly just expected a bunch calling me crazy. I'm reading through them now and I want to say thank you everybody who took the time out of their day to give me advice. I truly appreciate it to address some things. Her and I have been friends for two plus years prior to dating, so that's why I'm reluctant to just up and leave. I read a comment asking if she has a history of mental illness and not to my knowledge. Aside from being diagnosed with mild social anxiety in high school, I'm going to try and reach out to her mom to get her to check up on her and maybe even visit. They have a good relationship, so maybe that will help. Yesterday was the first time I truly confronted what was going on as I've been kind of shelving it and just praying and hoping it was some kind of drawn out joke. But now that I've had time to truly ponder it, I think that it's been a long time coming. She's been buying a lot of cat memorabilia and a lot of her cosplays are cat related. And when I brought up the possibility of me getting a cat in the near future, she made a joke about being too territorial for a cat. And now that I think about it, well, yeah. I don't know who Demon Man really is. All I know is that he has been part of her virtual D&D group since last year. Also, um, so far, no litter box in the picture. Sorry to disappoint, relieve some of you. When I asked her about her plans as a cat, other than quitting her job, she had sent me her to-do list, which I didn't bother opening or reading until yesterday because I was too busy wishing all of this was a fever dream. The to-do list includes purchasing a scratch post for her nails, switching to a carnivore diet, and dyeing her hair red because she's a ginger cat. Yep. As much as it hurts, I have no intention to continue to be in a romantic relationship with her because she will absolutely not hear anything if it's not 100% support. I love her, but I love myself, and I don't want to be dragged down to something like this, especially when it feels like I'm talking to a brick wall. <clears throat> I will, however, try to remain in contact with her just to make sure she's not spiraling towards a mental break. I will visit her today to have a talk and officially break it off, even though she's been refusing to see me unless I'm completely on board. 
I will update if anything interesting happens. Then I'll buy a couple of bottles of alcohol and down them in my flat. No judgment. I really enjoyed the cat puns and the pre- apparently I need to Google who Maureen is. That's it. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I do think it, it probably best for him, you know, to leave. I think it froze again. Um, hold on, you cut off. What did you say? What did you say initially? Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Um, I do think it, it sounds like it'd be best for him to to leave this situation because she's. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I I'm I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Wow. Um, I mean, listen, this this is it's a small percentage of the population, but this is a thing. This that's a thing. Furrying is a thing. Like uh, Yeah, I met somebody on Tinder that was furrying. They had their pictures of their furries and everything drawn up. So fucking weird too. Um If you don't know what furrying is, furrying is is people that dress up in like mascot uniforms. Um, I guess it's like a sexual kink. I guess. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, what led? What got her here? Like. Obviously, she's somebody that's easily influenced because what it sounds like is Demon Man started talking to her about, you know, being a demon. And she, you know, was like, you know what? I really like cats. And then, you know what? I have a lot of cat-like behaviors. He's a demon. Maybe I'm a cat. <laughs> Bruh. That shit is so stupid. <laughs> uh, but She quit I her mean, fucking job. <laughs> I really will look at this like a mental psychotic break. I actually had a kid on my caseload who had a psychotic break and he thought he had a tail until he took medication. He acted as if he had a tail, like the way he sat down and everything was based on him having a tail. So it's like, how much of this is, how much of this is mental health and how much of it is just that alternative, you know, way of existing? Like, so, the fact that I could find some people like this on Google, because I did find a girl who was cat like on, on Bumble, not Bumble, okay, Cupid. And then I found, you know, the furry and girl on Reddit. I mean on, on Tinder. So I mean I think with mo like with most of like alternative lifestyles, I think it crosses over into mental health when it becomes an issue, right? Like if she just liked to put the hat the cat ears and the tail on, even if she was in the furry. But she's gone so far as to alter her entire life. Like, she quit her job, which, what the fuck? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, she's, you know, once it crosses over and it starts negatively impacting your life, it becomes an issue. It's no longer just, like, a lifestyle choice. Um, And so, because it's negatively impacting her, I would say this is more mental health (laughs) than anything. Um, Because she's just being real irrational and erratic. 
And I think, well, I want to say the biggest the biggest issue is like how fast the transition was. But in his update, he was saying that it's pretty much been a slow transition. He just wasn't paying no attention to it. Yeah, because I mean, people like cats, you know, people, people like you have people that fixate on like an animal. Like, you know, you'll go to somebody's house that really likes elephants and they got elephant shit everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So like her. Her having this kind of fixation on cats is not necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that it, we were going to arrive here. <laughs> so yeah. I can see how it might have snuck up on him <laughs> because liking cats is is one thing. Thinking you're a cat and quitting your job and meowing and shit. Uh, how, I mean, so how far is this even going to go? Because she said she quit a job because cats don't work. But you're speaking to me. In human words, and cats don't do that. Like, is she gonna rele- just relegate herself to only meowing <laughs> at some point? Like, how far down this rabbit hole? Okay, I'm gonna tell you the first comment on Reddit. Okay. It says cats don't really communicate with each other through meows, though they're those are mostly for humans. And the next person says, uh, "Wait, if that's how she communicates with cats, that would mean dun dun dun. She's a human." <laughs> Uh, OP let her know immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think, um, and what her, like, sometimes people, you, you're not going to be able to be helpful. Like, if she ain't gonna, like, hear him out, listen to him, then it ain't a lot he going to be able to do, but just leave her. Leave her alone. And, like, as far as caring about her, you cared about who she was pre-cat. <laughs> like who she the, her personality and all of that that has drastically changed and she's a whole nother uh, feline as it were now <laughs> what the I, listen I, I don't even if, if you all, was dating I, a man if you was dating a man that was like you was in love with him y'all been together for eight months and he sat down and said hey um, I just wanted to do you love me okay well, I, I, I'm glad you let me know that, but I need to tell you something. I am a silverback gorilla in a man's body. You know, I'm strong. I can jump high. I work hard. And I need you to accept me. Once I determined that he was, in fact, not joking, I would go down to probate court in whatever county we resided in, and I would file a petition to have him involuntarily committed to get some help. <laughs> That's what I would do. If I loved him and I like, are we gonna get you some help? <laughs> and I know you ain't gonna willingly go because you really believe this shit. So I will go to probate, file a petition, have him involuntarily committed, and see what happens from there. <laughs> Not only would he not go but he would throw shit on you <laughs> he would like just throw some shit at you like i'm a gorilla gorilla bitch yeah. this is this is how we show you that we are not happy we throw That's shit true. that is why because when you file a petition sheriff go pick their ass up and take them to a psych hospital so i wouldn't even have to deal with it <laughs> so that's what i would do i'll have a petition filed <laughs> Yeah. Because he obviously is sick. You're sick. And I'm going to get you some help, whether you want it or not. Yeah, you need help, bitch. Like, that's beyond, again, 
people have alternative lifestyles. People have different kinks, and that's fine. Uh, but at the point that it starts negatively impacting your everyday life, it's problematic, and and something's wrong. Um, and her quitting her job, like that's shit. Hell no. Yeah. And she gonna what kind of shit she gonna make? What are, what are they called? What's a kin? Something other kin? Other other kin. She gonna make a, some other kin? How, <laughs> I wonder. Like now, I'm gonna have to research this shit because now I'm curious as to how far reaching that is, and if she would actually even be able to make a substantial living doing that. Do it. Do the research. Bring it back to us. I will, because I'm now I'm curious. Because that's fucking weird. Yeah, bring that research. But yeah. that's all I got for the Reddit letters, man. I, you know, I don't even want to get into that shit no more. <laughs> it's just too weird. <laughs> Other kin. Who? Jesus. I guess it's better a cat than. Yeah, a monkey that throws feces. There are other animals that she could have said she was that would have been more problematic, I suppose. Yeah. But that's more problematic animals, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah. That's it. Well, if you have a question that you would like for us to answer, oh, thank you so much to Mrs. Jones for your commentary as well. And like I said, we, you know, I wanted to know if people were enjoying the Reddit post, so it's good to hear from somebody that that it is a part of the show that y'all enjoy. Um, but if you have a question, comment, you want to comment on one of these crazy ass stories too, uh, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Card Artist. Send it to us that way. Okay. Let's get into some viral post, niggas. <laughs> Um, this post says I sleep with her and it's a big blue line so he can comp- so he can patrol all night I'm fucking a cop's wife wow <laughs> <laughs> that's rude as fuck <laughs> it's rude. it is rude like this get to another level of this get to another level of police disrespect <laughs> I mean, there are police officers out there who wife is getting fucked by somebody else who, and it's not an open relationship, yo. Oh, 100%. 100%. Just don't get caught. You're definitely going to die. Yes. Uh, Next one. 2020 has been so insane that we never got to discuss Andrew Gillum being in a whole gay orgy crack house. I hope he's okay, though. (laughs) You remember that story? So much has happened that a lot of things, like, didn't the Pentagon release something about UFOs? Like, nobody, like, it's just been so much. <laughs> well, I think that was an attempt to try to, like, thwart some shit about the UFOs. This shit right here is literally disconnected and should theoretically have fucked up his whole life, but ain't nobody talked about it. <laughs> And, you know, it kind of looked like a setup, man. They literally had him damn near butt naked in a room with dudes with that stereotypical throw up on the floor with pills next to it. And they found a bag of, like, meth in there. Like, what? Andrew Gillum was not that stupid running for the governor of Florida. You mean, okay. That, I don't know. It seemed like a setup. But, you know, maybe, well, maybe not. got people doing some crazy shit. Maybe he just... <laughs> 
I don't fucking know. This says y'all want to get the brand new PS5, but you're not even man enough to be in your son's life. P.S. He's five. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's, that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious, but hilarious in a way that she meant for it to be serious, but it's really corny to me. Like, it's very corny. <laughs> but it's it's funny. It is funny. Next. Allies reserved two tickets for this Tulsa rally on 45's website to add two empty seats. DM me screenshots so I know it's real. So, <laughs> you know, Trump oh. was supposed to do his rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. And uh, you had to reserve tickets for the rally. So a whole bunch of brown people was encouraging white people that were allies to, you know, reserve two tickets so that a bunch of his seats would be empty. He moved it. I mean, he, so according to him, he talked to a lot of his African-American friends and colleagues and they let him know about, you know, maybe he shouldn't do it on Juneteenth. And so they moved it either to the day before or the day after. I don't really keep up with him, but also there's some, wait a minute, let me see. There's some history with that place that he chose as well that makes it problematic. Tulsa? Yeah. Yeah, Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Yeah. Like oh. that was all intentional. But <laughs> yeah, he, he talked to Candace Owens. He talked to uh Ben Carson. He talked to uh that black preacher that always be at him. He talked to that black dude that they always have sitting behind him in them uh in his rallies. Let me see who else he talked to. He talked to Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice. Probably talked to Thomas Sowell. Um, could probably talk to some other uh, what people will call coons, uh, people who are not really of and or for the culture. Um, probably talked to a lot of people that you know was like, you know what? Let's give these Negroes a bone. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're on your side. We're, we got brown skin, but, you know, we don't see skin color. We just see your good intentions, old Master Trump. And I think that them colors would be better off maybe some of them voting for you if you just gave them the Juneteenth. But we still doing it in Tulsa. A part of me feel like that was Stephen, Stephen Miller's idea. A part of me was, yeah, a part of me was like, Mr. President, we we need to send a clear message that uh, fuck them niggas. We need to send that message, <laughs> but we don't need to say it. We need to say we love them, but we need to say fuck them in actions. <laughs> so we need to do this on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Fuck them niggas. I the feel like that's that Stephen Miller shit. So tone deaf that he had to be told um, and that he don't have nobody around him when this shit was scheduled that was like, whoa, this is probably not a good idea, Juneteenth. Like, nobody said anything <laughs> up until almost time for the event. But also, hilariously enough, I guess he just had a birthday, but everybody turned it into Obama Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit yeah, was hilarious. <laughs> Obama Day was, nigga, was trending on Trump's birthday. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. Uh, uh, fuck that nigga. Uh, uh, fuck that That's nigga. Shit. Obama Day, baby. 
so funny. I pe- I love my, I love my people. We petty as fuck. We 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 like kings and queens of petty. You ain't gonna out petty us. <laughs> Have you ever played a Kirby game? Yeah. This says Kirby has no ankles because the goddess Athena saw what became of Achilles and sought to fashion a warrior that this time would not be plagued by a single flaw. <laughs> that <laughs> People just not... really don't be having shit to do, boy. Way too in-depth into that. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby's just a pink-ass blob that eats shit. Like, you turn that into something, try to turn it into something profound when it's not. <laughs> Now, I don't know how true this is, but it might be worth looking into. Um, when I found out that Akon was actually selling Africa out to China and that everything we think he did positive building it up was actually uh, has actually been to benefit China's takeover of Africa, I knew he was a bitch. If that's what's happening, boy, that's fucked up. You know, they're saying... Uh, they saying that Akon invested a billion dollars in Africa or just this irrational high amount of money in order to get likes and stuff. And I'm like, when the fuck did Akon get a billion dollars? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or that much money cause it, it, to, to build up Africa. It's like, that sound. I mean, okay. I didn't even think that China might be, you know, trying to take over Africa or get more land or whatever they're trying to do. I just was like, damn, he must be doing some behind the scenes shit. He must be selling... Consoles like Soldier Boy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I know. Wasn't he the one that everybody was upset with recently because he was in the studio with Takashi Six Nine or something with Takashi Six Nine? Well, Nicki Minaj did a whole song with Takashi Six Nine. This. I'm- they are really going to let this nigga get back into this motherfucker and then help him do it. I mean, I guess she ain't in gang culture, so maybe that ain't, you know, she don't feel like that applies to her, following them standards and rules, but, man. This is shit. a little nigga that, <laughs> he wearing lace front wigs. I'm not even, that's not a joke. He is literally wearing lace front rig, wigs and shit. Like, I, that the ain't his hair? That, uh, no. Mm-mm. How you know? Because there's a video of him getting his hair done. Oh shit! <laughs> like, which I mean, I guess it makes sense because he dyed it all these crazy colors. That shit would be very difficult to upkeep if it was his hair. Um, but right. the people that 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 people make famous these days, like I just music. Ugh. It's a whole bunch of artists that have predicted that when he come back, he was going to be popular because he said fans don't care about that street shit. Fans don't care about it. You but know? he's just and- corny in general. Like, minus the snitching, minus him going, you know, being locked up for however long he was locked up and all of the rumors that he was going to be in protective, uh, the witness protection program. Minus all of that. He's just a corny ass nigga. Like, I don't. I don't get the appeal. And I mean, I guess it's for the younger younger folks because I don't get it. I mean, him as a... I listen to watching the viral videos and TikToks and all different stuff. You hear songs and you don't know who the artists are. I mean, seeing um King Vader, he did a video where it was a Power Ranger bank robbery type video. 
and his song was playing in the background. I didn't know it was his song. And I had watched that video like 20 times and I was like jamming to that song. When I found out it was Takashi 69, I was really disappointed in myself. <laughs> number one. But also, more than anything, I do understand how the appeal of him. Um, he really used hardcore ass lyrics with a good ass beat with a decent hook to reel people into liking his shit. It's the simple ass recipe. And the way that his voice and his infliction work, it it is is effective. People like it. And I can see how. Even though I don't like him. You know, but sometimes the songs that people use for the videos they do that's made by him is relevant for that video. Um, but fuck him. Next. <laughs> uh, but uh, another thing is, you know, I be watching Vlad TV and he be getting gangsters in there talking and, you know, there was one dude who was saying, Vlad, you get people indicted, bro. Like, you be having people on here talking about their history and everything. And Vlad, man, I just do not like Vlad. But he's like, I didn't do anything. I don't get them. You know, they don't have to talk about anything they don't want to. And he was like, Vlad, you a baiter, man. <laughs> he just was telling <laughs> But, you know, he was, so he brought up another dude's interview and he was saying, this guy said, he was like bringing up scenarios. He said, so if somebody kills your mom, you wouldn't call the police. He was like, no. He was like, if somebody, and he just kept going through all of this stuff. He said, you gonna, you're you're not going to call the police. He said, no, we don't call the police. We handle that shit on the streets. He said, calling the police is for civilians. He said, if you're not a part of this gang shit, you just a regular ass person out here and some shit happened uh, and you don't know about what the people doing, then, you know, you're a civilian. That's who the police calls are for. But if you, if you, if you come to my house and you playing the game in the front room and you look to the back and see that we doing stuff, we ain't got no business. You a part of this now. <laughs> you can't snitch. <laughs> you can't tell. You a part of the system. And so, I, I mean, I like that there is a discernment that, you know, snitching is when you're a part of the system and benefiting from it somehow and you decide to tell versus if you don't know nothing about the system and then you tell, I, I'm glad that there are people out there who discern that because for some of those people, it'll be reasonable to know that because a lot of kids that I work with just think snitching just mean telling generally, mm -hmm. but you got to be in the shit, you know, for that to be the case. Um, but moving on, um, I made voodoo dolls of some of y'all and I'm watching the coochie part for you. Rude. Yeah. Um, that's clearly a man did that. Um, that a woman did that. I mean, I guess she could be, but I don't no, know. that sounds like something Kaya would say. It could be a woman. Kaya. Um, I guess. Um, next. Look, we know that all lives matter. It's why we locked down the entire world over a virus. Y'all bitch ass. Y'all bitched about that too. <laughs> <laughs> Was ready to ride in the streets about not being able to go out and do shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care about your grandma, no. Now, Leroy Ketchum tagged me in this, and I had already seen it, but it ain't nothing new for us. Um, someone on here said the old wood floorboards at Cracker Barrel squeak the N-word when a black person steps in the door, and I can never forget it. Um, so this whole post was about, you know, what's the race, most racist. Is there any way that you walked into and felt like it was racism? I immediately saw and, that and they went and in on Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. I 
still. I just wanted to point out that I've been saying this about Cracker Barrel for the fucking longest, okay? (laughs) I wouldn't walk into a Cracker Barrel and a white person wouldn't walk into a place called Nigger Tub. (laughs) Why are we even going there? Why? (laughs) Come on down to Nigger Tub for some breakfast. Look, people go into Bojangles chicken and eat it. Yeah, Bojangles the pirate. Oh, you know what I'm going to do before I go to work? I'm going to get get some Bowberry biscuits. (laughs) Hey, y'all, I put her on them biscuits, man. I told her to get some. She was in the line. She got them, and she can't turn back now. That shit is delicious. My Lord. And look, I really feel some type of way every time I'm going... I don't ever go in. Well, we can't go in right now. But even before Corona, I wasn't going in Bojangles because I just feel, I just feel like I'm disappointing the ancestors to walk into a restaurant named fucking Bojangles. But them biscuits be hidden. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Them blueberry biscuits is the truth. <laughs> they delicious, y'all. Oh my God, mm. they put they put some cream up. Oh, oh they're so good. I'm gonna have a Homer <laughs> Simpson moment. Uh, somebody on the post said, uh, it just don't feel right eating breakfast next to a cotton gin. <laughs> 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 like, they had a whole bunch of funny-ass posts. They did. It was hilarious. Um, I laughed, but I'm still going to go to Cracker Barrel and get them biscuits and my um, baked apples because they delicious. <laughs> um, ben Shapiro, who I don't like, said, I hope everybody really enjoyed that 1968 to 1980 period because we're about to repeat it. Uh, and a person responded, does this include the part in the middle where a lawless Republican president is held accountable by members of his own party and resigns in disgrace? <laughs> Trump, old <laughs> bitch, ho ass. <clears throat> it's what she talking about. Yeah. Uh, next. Jesus Christ was the original millennial. He still lived at home with his mom and stepdad in his 30s. He fermented his own alcohol. He (laughs) thought he was God's gift to the world. And he tried to start a career as an influencer because he had 13 followers. I hate you, (laughs) man. (laughs) Y'all, this one threw me for a fucking loop, but it ain't really surprising because of who it is. Terry Crews Yo, this week said, any black person who calls me a coon or an Uncle Tom for promoting equality is a black supremacist because they have determined who's black and who is not. Now, this is a response to a comment that he made that basically said um, fixing white supremacy without white people is creating black supremacy. Which and is that an oxymoron. Is <laughs> fucking bullshit. We do not have the clout in America to be motherfucking uh, supreme. We don't. We just don't. We don't have the power. We don't have the positioning. Um, We would need to literally flip the race reversal upside down in order for us to be able to take that power. And it still ain't enough of us to do it consistently. So black supremacy ain't real. It don't exist. And I really don't know who he was speaking to or what he was really trying to convey by saying that, but shit didn't work. I'm so going to get, I'm telling you, man, like I need to get a t-shirt that's made that says shutting the fuck up is free. Like just, this ain't the, the only tone deaf thing that Terry Crews has said, but black supremacy is an oxymoron. It's not, 
we're not it's not it would never happen because of the way that the world is currently set up so i don't even know what he was trying to say <laughs> like terry sit the fuck down just, and let's be real up is free if you're a black person that believes you're better than a white person why what has america shown you that makes you feel like you're better because on paper white people are better mm-hmm and we only we know that's only the case because they created a system, um, they created the paper, <laughs> they created the rules, and they wrote it down. And so we know that on paper that's why they look that way. But there's no reason for us in America as black people to feel like we can we are supreme to white people. Um, we just have don't have the evidence to support it in our country. I feel like we better because we got melanin. So when all else fails, when everything else is accounted for, if we had to stand outside in the sun, we will feel better. <laughs> I mean, that's that's clearly a better situation. I mean, that would be fuck us up if we was in Iceland, but we in fucking America. In America, that should work out. Um, So every time Terry Crews posts something, I like him less and less, man. And the Old Spice commercials is what made me really fuck with him because they were funny and silly as hell. But, Somebody said he took his uh his role in white girls to heart. <laughs> he did. See you like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This says next generation of black kids gonna be eight years old knowing about LLCs, investing, self love, taxes, self defense, and much more. They are, and I'm excited for it. Maybe. But I don't feel like the nigga who said this kids is gonna know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is that? At? We gonna know about LLCs. The nigga who posting this don't know about LLCs. Investing, self love tech. I don't know why they think that this passive uh, existence of all of this shit going on in our society gonna just automatically make kids know shit. I mean, the parents have to take this moment to be more intentional about educating them about this shit and teaching them about this shit. And so, I mean, I hope that this person that posted is meaning to educate their kids about this shit, but that don't mean that every one of them is. So if this is the goal, how do we get parents to understand how to communicate this shit to their kids? Um, that's a good question, an important question. But I hope that's the case. Um, just work got to be done to get there. Yeah. Um... um this dude made three posts. He said, they think I'm about to carry my cousin casket and he owed me $20. Yeah, all right. <laughs> next post, my auntie called and said they got my $20, so I'm going ahead and carry him. The <laughs> next one saying, now they're saying I can't come to the family reunion because I'm tripping over $20. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, that's fucked up, man. God, you're not gonna care. You they asked you to be a pallbearer, you're not gonna do it because the ocean. <laughs> Bruh, not, the petty, man, the level, level of, of petty. Man, what level of poverty is this? Because twenty dollars, bruh, you could do better than that. You really could. Um next one. Um what I'm gonna say. Oh, if you're 28 plus and a man is taking you to Red Lobster as a date, then you need to reevaluate the kind of man you're dating. 
Um, if you're 28 and you're still evaluating men based on where they take you out to eat rather than the quality of time spent, you need to reevaluate your life. This is one of the reasons why men don't date anymore. Um, Up until next, that last sentence. <laughs> these are two different people. I'm sorry. Um, but the last person is an old lady named Hattie Kessler. I'm 85. I'm telling you, I was completely suck a cock for red lobster admiral's feast and biscuits. That's disturbing. <laughs> oh, uh, lady. That, this idea. So, B. Simone, people are getting in her ass. She like, I don't really know who she is. She's like a Instagram. Like, I don't know. Like, she's on Wild and Out. I don't really know about, like, her, who she is outside of this, to be honest. But. Is that one of your stories? It was. Well, let me do this last viral post. Okay. Uh, Nickelodeon says SpongeBob is a twink and turned the replies off. <laughs> <laughs> they say he asexual. That's why they say he part of the LGBTQ community. He's asexual people. But yeah, next. Um, you can go. You can go ahead. That was it. Oh well, B Simone did an interview where she was saying that she couldn't. She didn't want to be with somebody that work a nine to five. She needs somebody that matches her hustle. She need a CEO, entrepreneur. And, you know, obviously you are allowed to have um, whatever qualifications for a mate that you want to have. But um, to say that you're not interested in dating somebody with a nine to five because you don't feel like they will understand your hustle is stupid. <laughs> um and it offended a whole lot of people. <laughs> and so what ended up happening from that is because she said that and people got upset, she apparently got a book that she supposedly wrote. But now it's coming out, she plagiarized a bunch of shit. She took lists from other places and verbatim put them in her book. So now she's catching shit for that, which would never have happened. <laughs> Because nobody was looking into anything with her. But when you start saying your hustle is more important or, or, or is more substantial than a nine to five, leads to problems. Uh, and that's how I feel about the, the red lobster. That's why I brought it up then because, like, saying you, if you take me to red lobster, is problematic. Like, but. Where do you where do you think that somebody who's dating you who doesn't know you very well yet where, where are he supposed to take you to? He supposed to take you to Ruth Chris? Is that supposed to is that supposed to be what happens on the, on the first date? Nah, you gotta earn that shit. I ain't taking nowhere special. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to an ice cream place. I do coffee dates. Like I don't I don't have an expectation. Because it's about me getting to know you, meeting up with you, being able to get to know who you are. It's not, like, what I'm getting out of it. So, it, it, it's actually, if somebody on a first date wanted to take me somewhere expensive, like, the uh, one time that's happened to me is when I was dating the white pharmacist and he took me to the symphony. Uh, it was fucking weird. It's not that, because that's not my expectation. My expectation is for you to be engaging for you to be uh, conversational. Like, those are the things I'm looking for. Like, not for you to feed me a ridiculously expensive meal. And that some kind, some kind of way tells me what I need to know about your character as a person. Like, what the fuck? 
you realize that dickheads can take you to expensive places and treat you like shit, right? That's not a, <laughs> it's not indicative of, of of who they are because they take you somewhere expensive. That that's young minded thinking to me. Man, I don't hear that shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, like it's basically like they were roasting her because she talking about living in her car a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, saying doing what she gotta do. And she happened to be on top now and now oh she way above niggas that work a damn job that's willing to put elbow grease in to making a life happen. You know, she needs somebody to match her hustle. I mean, if that's your way of saying I want the money. But then they was also like she came out before like they were roasting her for some other shit, like um a few weeks ago. I can't remember what it was. She was basically saying her Christian faith won't allow her to accept something that was going on, but she was out in the club wilding out, you know, and so that people was calling her about this shit. But I don't know who B. Simone is, man. She just got on her high horse really fast. Apparently, she's got a makeup line. Uh, is it full makeup? or is, I know people talking shit about her eyelashes. I don't know if it's, like, it's a full makeup line. Is it an eyelash line? I don't know. But, like, even that. So B. Simone her- Beauty. Part of her conversation is that she, you know, she stay up to 3 a.m. sending out her orders herself because she sends them out herself. Girl, I much rather have a nine to five. <laughs> like, it just, again, you are entitled to have your preferences and that's fine. But in this case, her preference just, it just caused her a lot more problems. Like I said, people. And I will continue to say, probably for the rest of 2020, shutting the fuck up is free. <laughs> and she fucked herself over. Like I said, that because then people start looking at this book she wrote, which is supposed to be about manifesting things in your life. And she... I know at least two things in the book were plagiarized. And so now the people that she plagiarized it from are coming out and getting upset and probably going to be seeking legal action. Like, it's just... She should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna talk about uh I talked about SpongeBob. I'm gonna now talk about the uh just some of the calls of what's going on for uh since the protest. And one of them is they came for Paw Patrol. And uh Paw Patrol has a police officer dog cop dog named Chase. And uh, a lot of white mamas are mad because they're coming for their kids' little TV show with the police in it. But I just want to paint a picture of two different realities. Uh, one reality is that you, white reality is that you get to look at the cop and say, hey, yeah, it's Officer Johnson. I can't wait to talk to him. He'll let me ride in his squad car. I like him. Yeah, police are heroes. And then you got another community who don't have the luxury of looking at police as heroes because they've come into our communities to fucking torment us. Because they don't give a fuck about the community that we live in. And so people who look at Chase don't look at him the same. And so I understand that people calling for his, you know, calling for them to, to, to fuck with that police officer character. Um, I understand both sides, I guess. But the reality is, can we have a society that makes cops valuable enough for everybody that somebody don't have a problem with a Chase existing? Right now, police just are not in a good light and uh, a fucking police dog on TV kids ain't gonna look at the motherfucker the same uh, I talk about my story about my daddy going to jail 
I remember the day. I remember the day that the police came in to raid our house uh, after they had already picked them up. And I liked the police officers then because I had been taught in the whole white education system that cops were the good guys. And they came in there, and I remember saying, "Hey," and waving to a cop, and he didn't look at my my didn't look my way, and I know he heard me. You know, and so that's not my that's not everybody's reality that a police officer is just good. And if you have the luxury of looking past um, what's going on and continuing to live your life as it is, then, you know, fuck you. Fuck that dog, too. <laughs> what you got? Mm. Beyonce, listen. And I, I mean, I don't know how many of the beehives listen to us, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to see Beyonce a storm. I don't. Beyonce's music is great. I love her as an artist. I think she's amazing. As an actress, she sucks ass. I'm sorry for anyone who disagrees. Um, but I, you know, as a Marvel, I, I'm a fan and I don't want to see her fuck Storm up. I dress the Storm for Halloween, okay? how much I love Storm. I don't want her to fuck this up. I this She's not a good... No. She wasn't even... She, if anybody saw the live-action remake of Lion King, she was a terrible Nala. And she ain't even had that many lines. Like, she was the adult Nala. So she didn't even say that much. But just eating that little bit of time, and she wasn't even on the screen. It was just her fucking voice wasn't even believable. So I don't want to see her in Storm. I'm sorry. So they went ahead and verified that this talk that she was having with Black Panther 2 was about doing the soundtrack, not about acting in it. Thank God. And, uh, but like, uh, I saw a post that basically said um, during all this protest time, ain't nobody really talking about black women. They're talking about black men, black women are the most hated. But then it said, but as soon as Beyonce about to play Storm, y'all come for Beyonce <laughs> and not playing Storm. And so it's like, I just don't understand why we got to continue to create these equivalencies of bullshit. <laughs> because <laughs> you know? that has nothing. If it was another black actress that was a good actress, nobody would have said shit. This isn't about black women. And we do. We do get a lot of shit. Like, we do get the, the short end of the stick the more than anybody else. Not going to argue with that. But there are instances where you can say something negative about a black woman and that shit is true. Beyonce's not a good actress. She just isn't. That ain't her lot in life. She sings and she sings very well. She's a performer. She puts on an amazing live show. But she is not an actress. She just ain't. Mm -hmm. It's not tearing her down as a black woman. She's that's tearing her down as an actress. She's not a she's not good. I'm sorry. She's not. Um do you have another story? Um if you don't, I'm just going to shotgun all of these and then we'll call it early because uh, I got stuff to do here in Georgia to wrap up and um, and just we've been having life stuff going on, so yeah. we didn't plan on having a long show today, but I did want to shotgun these because it's a lot of stuff that went on. You can go ahead and shotgun. I'm good. All right. Um, let me just go down the list. Uh. Police reform has been um, 
uh, has been a, a dialogue this week about um, defunding the police. And um, just to give us a quick spill about defunding and reforming, I think it's four parts to this. You got reform, you got dissolving, you got abolishing, and then you got defunding. Um, abolishing is a problem. It's only the you know extremists who want to abolish the police, even though the, the right is going to tell you that that's what the left wants to abolish the police. Reform is what we do now. When police officers don't seem to be trained well enough and they kill somebody, we put more money into their system for training. The Minneapolis Police Department, their budget is $192 million. $192 million. You know, and the police love to come out and say, we're not social workers, but they send us out on social work calls. We're not mental health, but they send us on mental health calls. You know, they want us to do all of these jobs that we ain't equipped for. Well, we don't need to equip the cop for that shit. And defunding is basically saying, how can we take some of the money from the police and put it in the other system that help? It is not about the the, um, um, abolishing the police. It is not about the police going away. So police officers are going to say, oh, if they defund us, we're not going to have any police. Who's going to call? Like Tucker Carson, he was like, well, if they defund the police, then the police aren't going to be able to come to your house. But well, they don't already don't fucking come to the hood in no way. And so if the hood ain't going to have the police acting like the police act in the suburbs, then what the fuck can we put in those communities that will help that situation? That's what defunding is about. Research the shit yourself. Look up Camden, New Jersey, and look at what they did. They defunded and they dissolved the police department there. Um, check that out. Um, yeah, I, I had B. Simone. Um, because of all of this going on, you know, I don't know if y'all know about all, well, y'all have to know now, but because of all the protests, all of these brands have come out in support of Black Lives somehow. I mean, you couldn't even play a video game. Apex Legends, Call of Duty, they all had Black Lives Matter screens. All of these companies are putting out Black Lives Matter statements. Uh, all of these, uh, a lot of these companies are coming out with plans and like money that they finna put into projects and stuff for the black community, which I respect that. Um, but that don't come with its own level of, of criticism and problem because you got a lot of black folks saying, oh, it's real convenient to say this shit. Now, uh, the way I look at it is that nobody wanted to be the first one to turn that, that table over, you know, nobody wanted to be the first one to say, this is how we feel. But now that this moment is happening, all of these companies are saying it, I think I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't know if anybody expected all of these companies to really know, but now it seems like they're willing to listen. But the fact that every one of them is doing it, we know that some of them don't give a fuck. They're just doing something that's going to keep them relevant. And so I think for us uh, as a community, we need to see who the fuck putting their money, where their mouth is, where the rubber meets the road on these companies that say we're going to do shit. Target said they invest in $10 million. Jordan Brand going to invest $100 million. Walmart going to invest $100 million. Lowe's is going to invest $25 million. And other companies are coming out every day with plans. Um, now, we had some surprise turn of events in this situation because NASCAR said that we getting rid of all the Confederate fucking flags. And white people lost their fucking minds. Of course. It's fucking NASCAR. It's, it's white people fucking holiday. NASCAR is. Um, and a driver named Ray Cicerelli said he's leaving uh, NASCAR because he don't like direction it's headed. Apparently um, he sucked as a driver, though. So my- <laughs> he did suck like a driver. Kev on stage roasted his ass. He said, this man has zero, he's never placed, 
He has zero leads. He had like everything is zero. And he said he is really honoring the Confederacy very well with his record. <laughs> because <laughs> they ain't do shit and he ain't do shit, basically. Yeah. Um, but the fact that NASCAR came out saying that we get rid of all of these things is it, a good thing. The fact that the uh, um, Navy came out and said everything with Confederate flags on it can get the fuck on. I mean, this is a moment where we can say, hey, this shit is changing, y'all. This shit is changing. We need to figure out what to do. Uh, I'm going down the list, so these might be out of um, out of order. Um, Starbucks came out and was like, "Hey, y'all employees can't wear no Black Lives Matter shit," and that the backlash came out. And then after that, Starbucks flipped that shit around real fast. Y'all can wear it because this is the wrong time. And this is one of them situations where you got a company saying some shit out loud because before they said that, they said we support the black community. And then when a black girl wore some Black Lives Matter shit, they was like, you can't wear no Black Lives Matter shit. But then when they got all the backlash that they got in this moment of what's going on, then they reversed that shit and was like, you can do it. But it's only so many times you can flip-flop on black folks and for them to like forgive you and be like, okay, we cool. It's only so many times. Their reasoning didn't even make sense. Their reason was that it was, you know, could cause some. It's a controversial, diversive uh, topic. But you got people celebrating pride at Starbucks, so it's not the controversy because that's going to be controversial um, for a lot of people that may have issues with with LGBT, the LGBTQ plus community. So if the whole was... thing about it being, you know, controversial is bullshit. If I was Star Wars PR team, I would have said that uh, I said Star Wars. You did. <laughs> I, I'm at my aunt's house and she is a Star Wars buff, and we was watching um uh, screen junkie Star Wars uh, episodes last night. So my bad. Even though if y'all listen to the podcast and notice, I be missing a lot of shit a lot of times. But <laughs> um, but Starbucks. What was I feeling like I say? What was the last thing you said? About them not caring about pride. I mean, not caring about them wearing pride stuff, but saying it was a controversial topic, but Black Lives Matter is controversial. Oh, my God. I forgot. Oh, if I was their PR manager, I would have said, um, because of our value for Black Lives and the fact that there are problematic actors out there that create unnecessary aggression towards sentiments that support Black in order to protect our employees, we don't want to create a situation where a a um, a person may um, engage poorly with that person and put them in a situation where uh, they're uncomfortable. I would say some shit like that. <laughs> you know, like we don't want no white people coming here starting no shit with our employees because it's an employee safety issue. I'll say some shit like that. Um, it still would have been bullshit to the black community, but it's way better than what they fucking said. True. Um, Jay Farrow, um, you know, Jay Farrow released a video um, because he had a bad encounter with the uh, LAPD. He was jogging through the neighborhood um, with his, you know, hoodie on and he was running. And uh, the police, he had his headset on and he looked up and saw police and he was like, man, they finna get somebody, goddamn. And it was him. Like they told him to get it, get his ass on the ground. And uh, they put him on the ground, they spread him, they put his knee on his neck, and he said, y'all Google Jay Farrow and y'all gonna realize how much y'all done fucked up. <laughs> you know, basically. But he put out the footage of that shit happening. And it's like, on the back of George Floyd, on the back of Ahmaud Arbery, um, 
that's fucked up, man. It's so yeah. fucked up that this is really continuing to happen during this time. Like they can't even help it, bro. Like the police can't even fucking help it. Um, that takes us into Rayshard Brooks, which man, this is the quickest a video ever came out. A man died um, by the hands of the police in, in Atlanta um, on Friday because he was asleep in a Wendy's parking lot. And um, and they released the video, and what they saying is that um, well, they released the video. Basically, what happened was he was asleep in the Wendy's parking lot. The police came. He got out. They was having what looked like a docile conversation. And what happened was one of the police officers, without saying some shit like, look, sir, we're going to take you in, we're going to arrest you. One of the officers just tried to grab his hands and handcuff him. Like, no no regard for the fact that this is a person that you're about to try to arrest. You know, he just went, and that put the black man in, like, defense mode. And so these two white cops trying to get him, and he fucking whooped their ass. <laughs> Both of them. He got out of their shit, took one of them taser, and started running. And and what happened is I think he was tased, but when he tried to it looked like he tried to turn around to, to use the taser on the officer, and the officer shot him in the back three times. Which means I don't know why this article is titled this. It says that uh Rayshard Brooks autopsy reveals that he died of two gunshots to the back. Uh Fucking duh, nigga. Like, what the fuck <laughs> else did you think that he died from? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and the crazy thing about it is they burnt that Wendy's to the ground. And people keep saying, well, well why why they burn the Wendy's to the ground? What is that going to do? Why, why are you burning up these establishments? What's that going to do? Because if a motherfucking black man is asleep in the fucking drive-thru, not causing a problem, and y'all's best instinct is to call the police and they come and kill a motherfucker, fuck you. Fuck you and fuck your business practices because if you couldn't just send a manager out there, shake that man up and have him park or whatever, then fuck you. <laughs> your motherfucking establishment need either new rules or it need to be fucking rebuilt as far as I give a fuck. Because that's the same issue with George Floyd. A motherfucking 17-year-old thought that he had a $20 bill that was fake and called the police on him. And you know what? The owner of that convenience store said that if he was working that shift, he would not have called the police on George Floyd. And so calling the police is a liability. And if you somebody in the community that can't find out better ways to deal with shit than to call uh, the police on black people, knowing that the police have black people, you want, you ain't no better than that motherfucking Karen in the park. And, and your shit don't deserve to be out here if that's the case, you know. So um, I'm not saying it don't deserve to be out here. I mean, I'm saying that, but it's a lot of it's enough nuance to this to say that uh, they went to the extreme measure of dealing with what seemed like a simple issue to fix. <laughs> you yeah. know, like just get that man his fucking food and let his drunk ass get pulled over on his own. You know, don't make this shit something that it's not. At this moment, okay. Um, but uh, I got a few more things. Um, Brianna's law passed unanimously, which in Louisville, Kentucky, um, bans no knock raids. If you know Brianna Taylor, a no knock raid, um, no knock warrant, where basically the judge grants you a warrant to not knock on the door. Uh, and ironically, the reason is because they think that if you knock on the door and announce yourself as a cop to a home of a drug dealer that they're going to shoot you 
But it turns out that if you don't knock and just go into the fucking house, somebody's going to fucking shoot you. And so, um, and you know what? The dude who shot the police officer, her boyfriend, um, they arrested him, but then a judge let him go. And the police officers are mad because they let him go. (laughs) It's like you broke into his house. You shot him. I mean, you shot his girlfriend. He shot back at you. And it was the wrong house, bro. But we know this whole situation. But Brianna's law passed, and uh, it's about banning no-knock warrants in this city. And from that, Rand Paul has put up some legislation to completely ban no-knock warrants. Um, and that's, you know, good. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle released a uh, Netflix special. Um it came out on YouTube first, and it was um, pretty much about what's going on. It's called 846, and that's the amount of time that they kneeled on, on on that man neck before he died, George Floyd. And so it was more social commentary with little specks of humor in it. And uh, he talked about Don Lemon and Candace Owens, to which they both responded positively to them, him roasting them. You know, Candace Owens flipped that shit into some, you know, black shit. Um last one is that Band-Aid to announce a launch of black and brown flesh tone bandages after 99 fucking years. I mean... Um, <laughs> um, I mean, you could say better late than never, but I don't know. It just depends on who you are and how you want to look at the situation. Um, that being said, uh, that's about all I got. Oh, there's a brand at Target that is a black-owned brand that's been selling black band-aids, so don't buy uh, band-aid brand black and brown band-aids unless you have to. Go get the ones from Target. They've been doing the shit already anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and you support a black business. I think it's a black business. But that being said, that's all I got. Um, you got anything else on your mind, ma'am? I do not. Alright, well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. <laughs>